You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Once more with Dragons, Arc 1, The Lights of Imperia, Chapter 1, The Cold Reed. the denizens of Imperia would be avid sleepers. It's so dark there that you would swear the sun quit its day job to move to the west coast because it heard it's warmer there. You see, this city, Imperia, is trapped beneath the permanent shadow of the Laddie Cliffs. The wooden houses and taverns and stables and marketplaces and inns of this metropolis stretch towards the sky, haphazardly stacked in hundreds of tipsy towers. It's as if the building's peaks and steeples and eaves are always grasping fruitlessly at the precious rays of sunlight that never seem to strike the alleyways and byways of the darkened, winding streets of this capital city. But, as I have found, Empyreans never sleep. Some people say it's the elf bean coffee, but let's not kid ourselves. They don't call it the city of lights for nothing. <laughs> Everything in Imperia glows. From the glimmering billboards high above Pendulum Plaza to the enchanted technicolor neon beams that outline every thatched gable and every unexplored alleyway gutter. Oh, and how could I forget? The theaters, hundreds of them. The Hohenstein, the Tonophone, the G.R. Schroeder, each one of them with its own sparkling, flashy marquee. I mean, if you're going to do magical theater, you want to show it off, right? <laughs> and in fact, Gregory, this is exactly where you find yourself, in front of the Demps Hohenstein Theater. Jess, will you describe your character to us? Yes, I am a shabbier um, man, or should I say hill dwarf, called Gregory Highland. I, I've been around for a while. I am very old. I am not very strong physically, but I've got my wits about me. Uh, my hair is gray, and 
I still have a I used to have a lot of charm to me, but that has withered away into nothing more than a twinkle in my eye. And uh, Gregory, you find yourself in the metropolis of Imperia because you uh, tore, tore out a casting call from your local newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, this casting call reads wanted performers and other theater types. The leader Nander organization is holding an open casting call for positions in its magical theater productions. Auditions are held every Sunday in the second basement of the Demps Hohen Stein Theater, which is where you find yourself right now. You see in front of the Hohenstein has an imposing marquee shining above you. On it is a 10-foot-tall, magical neon face of a smiling elf lady with bright white teeth. Beneath that, it says, Caroline Chandler is Dragotha in Hello, Dragotha by Florence (laughs) Schick. Of course, <laughs> underneath that it says, everyone's favorite Drago Lich is back and will never go away again. <laughs> that sounds like a threat. Mm, things ain't like how they used to be. And so, Gregory, Gregory, you turn the corner past the marquee and head down the blue neon lit alleyway just to the side of the Dems Hohenstein. Uh, there, you see in front of you um, another humanoid figure. Christy, will you describe your character? I am Desiree the Magnificent, once the greatest magical theater performer of my time, which was about three centuries ago. <laughs> I am no longer young, but I still retain my commanding presence and the unmistakable charisma that made me a star. With me is my constant companion, my cat, Lord Adamitus the Fourteenth. Isn't that right, Addy Snuggly Boy, my <laughs> sweet little baby? I am a druid, and of course, I am very fond of animals. Uh, Gregory, do you say anything to Desiree? I smile and nod, but I don't say anything out loud. <laughs> All right, I recognize her. <laughs> ah, of course, from from the old, good old days. Nah. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's always nice to be noticed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you find yourself in front of a red, dusty-looking door labeled Stage Door in glowing, enchanted blue script. What do you do? I, I um, stare at the door for a very long time. I turn to Desirea, and I give her the nod, like, look what I'm about to do, and then I push open the stage door. All right. Uh, as you push open the stage door, uh, you run into something, um, and you hear someone go, oh, um, and behind this door, you encounter someone else. Emily, will you describe your character? The name's Evelyn Forte. I'm a brassy, <laughs> loud, charismatic, singing, dragonborn sorcerer. I can play any part. My charisma's off the charts. <laughs> you want a kid? I could be a kid. You need a 90-year-old lady? That's me, baby. No microphones or amplification needed. Evelyn Forte <laughs> is here to help you. Just don't stand downstage center of me. <laughs> I react to that entire intro very much like my hearing aid has gone off, but I'm not wearing the hearing aid. (laughs) 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 Hello, Evelyn. It is a pleasure to meet you. (laughs) I give her an imperious look as if I haven't quite decided what to make of her yet. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, Desirea. We meet again. Yes. (laughs) You two have met. We have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's been around longer than I have for sure. But I've heard her name. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I'm Gregory Highland. It is a pleasure to meet you, Miss Forte. 
Yeah, I've never heard of you. So nice to meet you, Gregory. I'm I'm from times that you may not have known of. Oh, all right. Times I may not have heard of. So do you got to use those uh, body mics, don't you? <laughs> I have never used a body mic. No, I, I once was very big here and then I kind of went into the countryside. Oh, bless your heart. Well, it's it's good of you to join me here. I welcome everyone, as long as they, you know, know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, your name is very hard to miss. Evelyn Forte! <laughs> as is your voice. <laughs> In a room, you light it up like a fire lights everything. I will take that as a compliment, young man. Old man? I don't know your age. Old man. <laughs> Very old. <laughs> the three of you find yourself in uh, the ante room just inside of the stage door of the Dems Hohenstein Theater. Um, no one's here. There's a, a staircase leading downward. Um, I assume you all ended up here because you all tore out that same uh, hopeful-seeming uh, scrap of newspaper and are here for Sunday auditions. Oh, yes. Um, which, of course, indicates... Uh, you, uh, ooh, how about let's play some Dungeons and Dragons? Um, I would like someone to roll, everyone to roll, uh, or, uh, perception check. Perception. Do, 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 do. Okay, so what do I have to do? <laughs> so you take a d20 dice, uh-huh. which is the, the, the complicated one, roll it. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And then add to that number, there's a perception, uh, on, in the big list of skills. Perception. Oh, I see it. Okay. Oh, shoot. We're off to a roaring start. <laughs> 15. All right. I've got a 15. Mine is extremely apt. I've got a five. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eve- Evelyn, Old you- man, young man, I don't know. Evelyn, you are sure you are inside. Um, the other two, uh, you notice on the wall is a, a kind of crooked uh, sign pointing down the staircase, and it says Eckend Basement. It looks like uh, part of it may have uh, fallen off. And there's an arrow pointing downwards. Hmm. Let's go to the Eckin basement. <laughs> so we go up or we go down? <laughs> oh, I'm not very perceptive, you see. Yes, that much is clear. Uh, you is there a handrail to the to the second basement? <laughs> there, is, there is a handrail to the second basement. Are you? I'll grip it for dear life as my knees try to bring myself down the stairs. <laughs> What kind of lighting do we have in here? Um, it's it's you know dimly lit backstage lighting. Um, a couple blue bulbs, a couple okay. normal um, you know white looking bulbs, and I say bulbs, but obviously everything is enchanted here, so they're just magic glowing orbs, but still sitting in cages attached to the wall. Um, oh sure, sure, mm-hmm. sure. You you descend slowly and carefully. You septuagenarian <laughs> crew, you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> down two flights of cramped stairs and you know how when you walk into a new theater you can just kind of smell the magic in the air you you smell oh. that here too perhaps it's the dust but there's there's something going on there and you arrive at the second basement it's a, a long cramped hallway um and you uh see a sign at the very end of the hall that says auditions at the door at the end of the hall um, are you going to head down the hallway towards towards this door, perhaps? Yes. I stand for a while, and in the back <laughs> of my head, I hear, I don't know why I'm frightened. I, I know my na- way around here. 
and uh, like I'm having apprehensions right then and there. Yeah, have a, have any of you played the the Hohenstein before? It's a it's a pretty old theater. A great many years ago, <laughs> my second husband and I met at my opening night here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I I played the lead in Jorpsy just last year here. Many years ago, I had my greatest success here, and then several years later, I had my greatest failure here. How ominous! Oh, is that right now? <laughs> we'll see. Oh. Um, um, you start walking down the hallway. You notice a couple things. There's a, a sign on the wall that says uh, absolutely no prestidigitation in this corridor. Um, and it looks like there's a fiery blast mark on the corner of that. Um, there's a smattering of props here and there, a discarded boa, a stuffed dragon head puppet. Um, you pass by a couple doors and you read the signs on them. One says Usher's Quarters. Um, you see three doors in a row. The first says Magical Props. The next one says Non-Magical Props. And the last one says Impractical Props. Um and then uh, there is another door at the very end, not the one that says auditions, but it also says toilets on it. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> and then uh, you approach this door at the very end with a, a semi-askew sign that says auditions on it. Um, and you you seem to hear some uh, muffled arguing going on uh, behind this door. You can't quite make it out, but there's, you know, mm. the, the telltale signs of a, a, a conversation gone wrong. Ooh, 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 um, ooh. What do y'all do? What do you guys think we should do? All right, let's get together. Let's make a plan. Now, hold on. You don't know what they're talking about. They could be working on <laughs> casting right now. Yeah, fair. Fair enough. I would like to find out. Um, can I make a listen check at the door? Sure. Um, you can make a, another perception check. So uh, go ahead. Uh, r- roll a d20 for me. Da, da, oh, that's not my d20. This is my d20. <laughs> okay. I've got a 9 plus 4, 13. All right. Uh, with a 13, uh, Desiree, you uh, lean your uh, your ear uh up, up to the door, um, and uh, you can you can hear muffled from behind you. Why are, I've told you once, and I've told you a thousand times, Susie. You don't deserve to be in this theater. I do. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. That voice sounds familiar to me. Um, do you want to, Evelyn? You can roll a history check and see if you recognize that. Voice. I would love to roll a history check. Okay. I roll the dice. I'm doing the thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a four. A four? With a, with a, with a history check of four. Uh, My memory ain't what it used to be. You are positive that that is the voice of a person. Wow. So I was right. That's all, that's all you know. It's not a jellicle cat. Yes, it is certainly, this, this person is, or this uh, humanoid, I should say, is certainly speaking common, uh, the general language of. Imperial. All right, all right, good, good on you, Evelyn. Can I do a stealth check? You can absolutely to try to crack open the door and peer inside without alerting them. Sure, absolutely. Go ahead, roll stealth for me. All righty. Um, eleven plus two, thirteen. Thirteen. All right. Um, Gregory, you uh very carefully get down on your knees. I know that's a, a bit of a, a an ordeal for you. Um, <laughs> that's not much of an improvement. <laughs> careful, Greg. Uh, Be careful. Um. All right. I'm careful. <laughs> to uh, uh, you peer through uh the keyhole in um in the doorway, and you do see a couple things. This is certainly an audition room. You can see uh three figures uh seated at a, a table. Um, and two other figures, one who uh, seems to be um, uh, angrily pointing um, at, at the three figures seated at the table. Um, you, you, you relate that this figure pointing is saying something like, you don't deserve, I, I cannot believe the leader Nanders have let this happen. And you should know better, Lily. You've been a part of it. And then um, 
as uh, quickly as you've leaned down, you uh, very abruptly witness a fifth figure in this room because this fifth figure is right next to the door um, and they twist the knob and open it into your face and I'm going to need you to take one point of damage. Oh, no. Oh. Greg! Ouch! Ah! Gregory, you uh, you stumble back, uh, reeling from a doorknob to the face. Oh, um, oh no. And uh, uh, you you hear a voice go, oh, oh dear, I am, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. Um, and in front of you, you see a, a, a tall, uh, scraggly elf in a laurel green tweed suit jacket um, with elbow patches on it. He's got wearing a paisley tie. Um, and he's, he's got a suitcase with him um, that has like papers haphazardly stuffed into it. He's not holding it like, or like a briefcase, not holding it like you would hold a briefcase but grasping it between his arms as he used it to open this door um and he says like oh my god i do i do apologize um mo mo there's some people out here oh. um and you hear that other figure the uh the one who is angrily pointing goes what other people no one shows up to these auditions um and uh behind um this man the scraggly elf you see another figure uh appear um this this uh figure is a, a short stout dwarf uh he's wearing a pinstripe cloak that's lined on the inside with a shimmery burgundy silk he has certainly been yelling. He is red in the face and a, a very, very huffy looking. Oh. Um, and he says, Leon, Leon, who, who is out here? What's what's going on? Uh, what do you all do? It's me. Oh, no, no, oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, God. It's me, Evelyn Forte. <laughs> oh, no. I'm here to audition. No need. To, no need for autographs. No need to thank me. But I am here. <laughs> you you see this dwarf in the pinstripe cloak uh, uh, rest his uh, face on his hand and goes, oh, my God, Evelyn Forte, I thought you went upstate to a farm. You're back? <laughs> I did. I went upstate for a while. I had some, let's call them uh, exhaustion issues. Uh, and now I am back, ready to bring my career back. Not that it was ever gone, mind you. I've always been a household name. Oh, yes. Exhaustion issues. We know what that means. I <laughs> have <laughs> no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. And uh, this is this, 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 this dwarf, uh, Mo Pumpernickel, oh, Pumpernickel. Uh, he looks between the three of you. Uh, Gregory, I assume you're still on the ground having just been beamed in the face. Yes, I am trying to reach for something to push myself up. He's fine. He's fine. Hoping that someone might lend me a hand or something. You're not that far from the ground. Just pick yourself up. I'll pull you up. You see, uh, all right, so you pull Gregory up as a... So many cracks as she does it. <laughs> yeah. I do it fast. It's like eating lobster. There's so many cracks. Um, <laughs> and uh, you, you see Mo turn around and point at these three figures at the table and goes, this is my last word on this. You wouldn't know a good shot if it bit me in the ass um and then leon the man with the the uh, suitcase turned around bit you bit you in the ass boss bit you in the ass and then mo said that's what i said bit me in the ass <laughs> um and then the two of them storm past you out the doorways out the door uh, that you just opened back down the hallway and up the stairs behind. sounds like they got some problems with their show we all know how this business is can, can i ask a question dm <laughs> absolutely yes um this is just about the newspaper clipping sure um how many roles are there are we like all going in for like the same role or uh, you're you could uh i'm you there are some other people in this room who uh, you could 
certainly ask them some questions if you have some questions. All right, all right. <laughs> and not- I've been I've been in this business a very long time. I'd like to see if I recognize anybody in the room and any history they might have with one another. Sure, oh, uh, so do that. Uh, okay, roll a roll a perception check. Rolling a perception check. Da, 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 da. Ooh, eighteen and four is twenty-two. All right, uh, uh, Desiree, with a twenty-two, you stand. You've I believe all entered this audition room at this point, uh, and you're standing next to each other, staring at these three people who are in the room. Um, you say nothing to them. You just, Desiree, you stare <laughs> intently. It's a casting strategy. <laughs> I just stare and stroke my cat, my pet cat. And uh, uh, the uh, woman at the far end of the table, um, who's a, a spry middle-aged human with bright red hair and a very kind smile, she says, oh my goodness, if it isn't Desiree, Evelyn, and are, are you... But, Gregory? Yes, yes. It has been years since y'all have trod the boards. I, I love all of your work. I can't believe we are so graced with your presence. Lily, Lily, these are the golden oldies, are they not? And uh, this uh, woman sitting in the middle. Excuse <laughs> This woman sitting in the middle who is a, a tall, pale half-elf. Uh, she's got a great platinum undercut going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hi, y'all. I've got all y'all's albums. Oh. What, a, what a delightful day. Um, and you see her poke uh, uh, the last person sitting at the table who uh, is a, a, the oldest dragonborn woman you've ever seen. Uh, you have no idea how old this woman is, and you all are pretty old to begin with. Um, she is seated in this chair, head back over her shoulders, uh, snoring. Um, just dead out. And Lily pokes her and goes, Anne, Anne, you gotta, uh, never mind. Anne will wake up in a second. Hi, <laughs> y'all. Welcome to the audition. Charmed. Um, and uh, Susie stands up and says, yes, hello. My name is uh, Susie Bowman. Um, I was just, I was just doing industrials when you all uh, trod the boards here, but um, I am uh, the delightful director for uh, Hello Dragotha um, and want to welcome you to the Leader Nander's um, general audition. I, I assume that's why you're all here today. Yes. <laughs> I get nervous and try to hide my black eye immediately. <laughs> Listen, kid, I was born to play the role of Dragotha. Ah, yes, Dragotha. Well, we have already, as you saw, um, uh, Caroline Chandler. Hold on, I have to ch- check. That's actually the name of the character. That I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes, we've already uh, cast Caroline Chandler in in the in the role of Dragotha. But of course, the Leader Nando organization has uh, plenty of openings um, across Chandler, all of this. Chandler, Chandler, yes. Chandler, she's a hack. Talk well, about exhaustion, am I right, Desiree? Well, um, uh, yes, uh, yes, I know the rumors of Caroline Chandler's involvement in this show have been uh, making the... But none about that. Um, Lily, shall we... Would you all like to do some uh, some cold reads for us? Uh, uh, Lily here can uh, cold read with each of you if that's uh, something you'd be uh, interested in, in in doing. I live for cold reads. I, I, am, I would love to volunteer before this one chimes in to volunteer. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Um, so, uh, 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 Gregory, if you could... I can't even recall how many centuries it has been since I've been asked to do a cold reading. Um, and uh, Susie ignores your statement, uh, Desiree, and uh, says, all right, uh, Gregory, if you could uh, take the mark here. Um, you're the two. There are some chairs on the side if you'd like to uh, take the seat. Um, and uh, Susie snaps her fingers and the lights in this room change suddenly. And there's definitely a, uh, a spotlight that appears on uh, this little spike mark on the floor um, where she has indicated, Gregory, that you shall 
I'll go stand. All right, I I do so. Um, I get there, and suddenly, like just the with the adrenaline of performing, my movements are a little more fluid, and I am a little bit more more able to work than any time any of these people have seen me before this. Excellent. Um, so you take your mark. Susie sits down back behind the table, and Lily hops up. Um. And suddenly uh, is wearing a very casual suit uh, with a tie on it. Uh, it seems to have pressed to digitated herself to that. Um, and uh, Lily Lily walks up to you, stands next to you for a second. Uh, Susie uh, sits down, perches some glasses on the tip of her nose, uh, takes a note for a second, looks uh, up at you all and says, um, all right, whenever you're ready. Um, and the moment she says that, uh, Lily... Uh, walks up to you, reaches into um, her pocket, and hands to you, Gregory, um, a ticket. I, I I try not to react, but I do feel the ticket going into my pocket. Um, I wait for her to kind of walk past me a bit, and then I try to subtly pull it out. So she she is she is standing there with the ticket in her fingers, motioning towards you and handing it to you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, I go out and reach it. All right. Um, you grab the ticket. Yes. And uh, you stand there for a second, and you see uh, Susie at the audition table, and she looks over the brim of her glasses and um, kind of does a subtle... <clears throat> I look down and read the ticket just before like I start anything just so I can have context of what's going on. Absolutely. You see in uh, in your hand is a, a ticket. It's about um, maybe three inches uh, across and one inch wide. Um, and it says on it, admit one. Uh, and there's a perforated line. And along that perforated line, it says tear here. All right. That, that's a lot of help. All right. I stuff that into my pocket and I look right ahead and suddenly performance mode comes on and and all the weary worldness goes away in me, and I pull out the tomorrow and tomorrow from Will, Will Hard Shakespeare, a very famous uh, dwarf poet. And as you are halfway through that monologue, Susie looks up over her glasses and says, Thank you, that will be enough, and claps her hands, and the lights change back to the normal lights in that room um, and motions for you to take a seat. I thought you did well. And uh, Lily comes back around and also joins her back at the table, and Susie says, Would, um, <clears throat> would someone like to um, uh, perhaps try a different tact? In a scene? Go up there, D. <laughs> Go up, D. You got this. Very well. She's classical like that. All right, Desiree, uh, you head up to that same spike mark. Um, uh, Susie claps her hands once again. This time, however, instead of all of the lights um, uh, turning off and a spotlight turning on on you, all of the entire lights in the entire room go pitch black, and you are standing in complete darkness when you feel someone, you assume it's Lily, hand you a flashlight. What do you do? I turn on the flashlight. <laughs> All right. You turn on the flashlight, and as if by magic, because it is magic, in front of you appear a row of theater seats, um, and to your left is Lily once again, and uh, uh, she turns to you and goes, Hi there, I'm in a, a B-27. I was wondering if you could help me out. Are you implying that you want me to be an usher? B-27, yes. Um, uh, I, uh, I was hoping to, I could sit before the, or, or, uh, the overture ends, please. Do you know who I am? Uh, well, uh, yes. It says right there on your, um, uh, your, your uh, little name tag there that you're uh, uh, the uh, lead usher. I would like to make an intimidation check. <laughs> okay. Or an in okay, go ahead. Roll it for intimidation. What are you trying to do? Okay. 
I am trying to convince her that this is not where I am meant to be. All right. And uh, what'd you roll? I rolled a nine. All right. Nine. Nine. Okay. Um, what, is, what does this look like? I have trod on the boards before your grandparents were a twinkle in their parents' eyes. I do not usher. From the back, you hear me applauding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Gregory, as uh, as you applaud, uh, the you hear a snap and the lights turn back on this room. Um, you can see that uh, Susie Bowman is standing on her feet behind the table and she says, thank you, that will be quite enough. And motions for you, uh, Desiree, to go back and sit down. Susie sits back down, Lily rejoins her. Evelyn, it looks like... Um, you're our only hope. Ah, saving the best for last, I see. Take your mark, please. Mark taken. <laughs> <laughs> once, once again, Susie Bowman snaps her fingers, and suddenly when she does that, the lights don't change, but Lily disappears, um, and then in front of you, Evelyn, appear um, six different... Uh, patrons, they look like, each with a number uh, that uh, is on their chest um, in some kind of magical script. Uh, you hear Sarah say to you, um, now, Evelyn, we need uh, someone uh, for this position who has a keen eye, as I know you do, um, and uh, who can um, judge which patrons we do and do not want to attend our shows. Um, so in front of you are uh, six uh, pressed digital patrons. Uh, thank you, Lily. And you hear all six of the people at the same time go, well, it's no problem, y'all. Uh, Evelyn, um, I would like you to um, figure out uh, which of these patrons you would not let into see our show. All right. I, I want to get a good look at each of these patrons. I want to see what they look like. How could I do that? Uh, you could do that with a, how about another perception check? Okay. Perception. It's not been great so far. So let's see what we got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I got a 14. A 14. With a 14, you see all six of these people are uh, quite the assortment of people. Um, number one uh, is a, an older looking uh, male hill dwarf. Um, number two is a, a human sh soldier who seems to be fidgeting a bit. He's got pink skin and a hat on. M number three uh, is a tiny, tiny, very young-looking uh, half-elf girl. Um, she's wearing bizarre, large, golden spectacles, which have many more lenses than the two that her eyes seem to look through. Um, number four is a, a, a halfling. Um, he looks like he just came from work. He's uh, covered in some mining dust, it appears, and he's got a, a piercing on his left ear. Um, number five is a, a very old-looking human warlock with a long, straight gray hair, and uh, he stares back at you with a cold, cold grin. Um, and number six is uh, another dragonborn, um, male about middle age. Um, he's got smooth gray scales and a regular build um, and, a, and a soft, kind-looking face. All right. <clears throat> That's a good mix. So <laughs> just so I know, how many do I have to weed out here? There is exactly one patron in this lineup who we would absolutely forbid from attending any of our shows. All right. Um, you could also, you could roll perception checks or insight checks. You could do more if you want to learn more about these. Patrons. Yeah. Insight. Let's do insight. I want to right. do an insight check. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and roll insight. I'm going to roll. Okay, so let's see, 11 plus, I got 13. 13, with an insight check. Um, you're curious about those uh, golden spectacles 
on the tiny half elf number three. Um, they they look a little big for her head, um, and uh, she, as you notice these spectacles, uh, kind of looks at you and then kind of looks away, trying to obscure your ability to uh, look at these spectacles. Uh, hey, you little young half elf girl. Hey, what's your deal? Oh, hi. <laughs> why why you need those glasses? <laughs> Uh, me, me, y'all. Oh well, these are these are the all the all the newest trend. Uh, I, I, you know, these are these are me my my opera glasses. Well, yeah, but do they help you watch the show or do they distract you during the show? Oh well, hey, or are they recording the show? Yeah, that's not allowed here, Gregory. As you say that from the corner, you all see uh, this uh, number three half elf kind of uh, retreat backwards. Go, oh, oh no! I would, I would never record a show. Live, live theater is meant to be witnessed live. I know these, these are just, these are just style glasses. Of course, these, are, these, these are nothing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've been around a long time, little half elf with golden spectacles, and I've never seen a half elf who needs to wear spectacles. So I'm thinking these are enchanted. Spectacles spectacles and that oh. you're gonna be saving some of this on your magic glasses to take back to your young half elves back home to watch without paying the gold for admission and you hear all these things happened at once you hear from the audition table another snap as all of those patrons disappear except for number three which transforms back into lily Liedernander. um and from behind you from the audition table you hear the quietest and slowest I join in. (laughs) (laughs) And Susie Bowman is on her feet clapping. Lily walks around to join her and begin clamping. Um, And at the end, the dragonborn is still uh, dead asleep. Um, And uh, uh, Susie says, my goodness. And Susie walks over and pokes Anne and goes, Anne, Anne, I think we found them. Um, and Anne, the, the dangerously old dragonborn, starts away and goes, ah, what was that? <laughs> and uh, she sits at her table and contemplates you, Evelyn, standing um, in the middle and uh, uh, Desiree sitting on the side and Gregory also sitting there clapping. And she goes, ah, all right, the three of you, you're hired. And then she immediately <laughs> falls back asleep. Um, and Susie Bowman says, my goodness, what a delightful day. The three of you, I am so happy to welcome you to the Liedernander organization as our newest batch of ushers. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, next steps, next steps, right? Uh, Lily, what are what are the, uh, how do we do this? We haven't, we've been at an usher dearth for such a long time. I forget what, we, what our ushers need to do next. I, I, I turn to Desiree and I whisper in her ear, I don't remember an, an usher part in this show. I don't remember ushers needing an audition. I don't remember ushers. <laughs> <laughs> Lily doesn't hear any of you except Evelyn, but kind of passes that thought off. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, she walks up to the three and says, well, y'all, th- this is so great. So opening night is uh, tomorrow night. So that'll be your uh, first night on the job. Come uh, two hours uh, before showtime. Between now and then, you're going to have to head over to Tim Taylor's Taylor and Trinkets uh, to get fitted for your ushering uniforms. Um, and then the Leader Nander organization does have an agreement with uh, the Patink Inn. Um, it's a, a delightful establishment that I think you'll enjoy uh, if you're looking for lodging while you're here in Imperia. Oh, uh, thank you very much. Um, I, I, this did not go quite as we expected. I don't think if you can tell by our reactions that that this is not exactly <laughs> ideal. 
Oh, well, hey, but- speak for yourself. I haven't had applause like that since I starred in Elfie Get Your Wand. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, y'all, you know, you got the part. Um, Do you need help? Uh, I can point you in the direction of uh, Tim Taylor's if you need it. Fine. Sure. Fine. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> All right, um, and uh, uh, Lily heads over to Susie. Um, uh, they they uh, talk for a second, um, and Lily says, "All right, uh, uh, Susie, is there anything else you need from me?" And Susie goes, "No, I think we'll head up and do um, one more brief round of rehearsals with the the cast. They should be back from break soon." Um, and uh, Lily, find out uh, what was the name of um. Oh, I do want I do want to go through the files and see why we did say no to Mo Pumpernickel's show. What was what was that show called? Um and Lily says, Oh, do don't you remember he said it's, it's called Dear Elvin Hansen. Um <gasps> <laughs> oh yes uh, dear elvin Han- all right i shall go look that up just to see i don't understand uh, he's such a anyway thank you all so much for auditioning um lily lily will lead you out um and then Susie gives lily a quick little peck on the cheek and heads out a, a doorway to the side and lily's like well come on y'all and uh leads you out the doorway uh down the hallway you came through do you follow? Yeah. Yes, but I grab a handrail as we go towards the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Lily walks at a, a, a normal pace ahead of the um, the three of you, and uh, you all kind of teeter totter behind her um, up the up the creaky staircase um, from past the first basement, past those doors again, uh, and out the stage door of the Demps Hohenstein Theater. Um, you were in this alleyway before, lit in blue, uh, but this time, as you exit into it, you hear Lily herself gasp. She goes. <gasps> And in front of you, you see something something you didn't see when you walked down here the first time. You see uh, two figures slumped on the ground. They don't seem to be moving. Uh, and you recognize them as Mo Pumpernickel and Leon Crumb, the one who hit you in the face with the door earlier, Gregory. His briefcase is wide open with papers scattered everywhere. And as your eye traces these papers up the alleyway, you see at the end of it three hooded figures each of these figures is wearing a maroon cloak and on the back of that cloak is uh, emblazoned a red and yellow bird across the shoulders you can't see uh, the faces of these figures if they have faces but beneath their hoods where they might have faces instead of shadow uh, the whole place just seems to be glowing their whole like face area seems to be glowing as you uh, as you and lily walk out the door and she gasps and goes oh, the understudies <laughs> And uh, with that, we're going to roll for initiative. Oh, no! All right. All right. Hello, it's me, Tommy, your dungeon master, and welcome to intermission of the first episode of Once More with Dragons. Um, thank you so much uh, for listening. We have been so excited to bring this podcast and series to you. Uh, the gang and I have been working so hard on this one. I've been keeping it a secret for so long, so we're so excited we finally get to share it with you. On that topic, we are a new podcast, so here are some things you can do to help us out. Uh, first, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's the number one way to help our podcast get some traction. Uh, secondly, you can tweet about the podcast using the hashtag OnceMoreCast. Uh, send us the names of D 
D&D-themed musicals, uh, things like Hello, Dragotha, and maybe your musical will be featured in an episode one day. Uh, you can also check out all of our social stuff, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. You can find all of that on OnceMoreWithDragons.com. And of course, most importantly, tell your friends about this new, weird, wacky musical theater-themed Dungeons & Dragons podcast that you know they need to listen to. Our troop this week is Evelyn Forte, the brassy mouth dragonborn sorcerer, played by Emily Clark. You can find Emily over at Stealing Focused on YouTube. Desoria the Magnificent, a high elf druid and daughter of theatrical royalty, is played by Christy Esterly. You can find Christy, aka the Diva, over at Musical Hell on YouTube. Gregory Highland, the two-time and dwarfish rogue, is played by Jesse McAnally. You can find Jesse's other podcast, Musicals with Cheese, in a podcaster in your pocket right now. And of course, I'm Tommy Nolan, your Dungeon Master, Musical Theater Mash on YouTube and all other places online. Our artwork is by Derek Trust, and special thanks this week to our story consultants Wes, Katie, Flynn, and Jimmy. Thank you all so much. Additional thanks, of course, to Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the network. All of this information and more is available at one OnceMoreWithDragons.com, including links to our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page, as well as our Patreon. Thank you again so much for listening. I'll let you all get back to the show. Our next episode is available right now, so you can binge it right after this one is over. But quick, quick, head back. Head back to your seats. The lights are blinking, and the show's gonna... The lights don't blink. It's a podcast. Anyway, here we go! Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And let's roll for initiative. Okay, I got an 11. 13. 13? 19. 19. Oh, actually, no, I got 18. 18. Wait, no, I have to add my initiative onto that, yeah, right? Add your um, yeah, so what do you get? 15, sorry. And I have to roll. Um, so, in front of you. Here's a rundown of the scene. Uh, you exit the door. To your left are the downed bodies of Mo Pumpernickel and Leon Crumb, no. the producer and his assistant who you uh, witnessed earlier having an argument with Susie. The four of you, Lily included, have exited. And in front of you, you see three cloaked figures, a tall one, a medium height one, and a short one, all indecipherable, glowing in their face, all with this phoenix across their shoulder. And the first one to attack, uh, or the first one in the order is the medium one. Um, you see uh, this medium one reaches out its arm, um, or at least what you think is its arm, uh, because there seems to be no hand attached to its cloaked sleeve. Um, and uh, it's going to point its cloaked sleeve towards you, Gregory. Oh, um, okay. And it is going to try and attack you. Um, I rolled a 16 against your AC. Mm -hmm, that, that, that will probably hit. I'm a 12 AC. 
All right. Uh, so that hits, and you see emanating from this sleeve a bolt of fire um, that goes across, and it strikes you in Ooh. the shoulder for three damage. Oh. oh, no. Go ahead and take that damage. Um, it does briefly set your outfit on fire, but you're able to tap it out. And next in the order is Evelyn Forte. All right. Um, I should <laughs> I should pick one of my attacks-ish. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I... Uh, uh, let's do my crossbow. All right. Oh. And, uh, who, who are you? <laughs> I don't know. The, the little one. Okay. So you're, you're aiming your crossbow at the little one. You're going to roll, uh, it should say plus to hit for that. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I got a nine. All right. Uh, you got a nine <laughs> that, that just hits. You're aiming for the, the short one you said? Yeah. The little one. All right. Uh, you let loose your crossbow, uh, and it flies through the air. And the most ridiculous thing happens. Um, it does hit this cloaked figure straight in the chest, um, and it seems to sail straight through the thing, and you see it pop right back <gasps> out the other end. It certainly rips the fabric, and you can see it hurt this cloaked thing. Um, how much damage did you do? I don't know. Okay, oh, wait. What does it say? 1d8 through, what does that mean? Oh, I need to roll the eight dice. Yep, you roll an eight dice, and then you subtract one from that. Okay, all right, we're getting it. Okay, five. Five, all right. You hit this cloaked understudy for five damage. Um, and you can see it's very worse off. Uh, <laughs> where did you pull the shortbow from? Was it just on your back? Kid, I got skills. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, uh, as that uh, bolt from the crossbow sails through uh, this, cloak, this short cloaked figure, it's actually up next in the order. Um, so it's going to point its sleeve, just like the other one, straight at you, Evelyn. Uh, does a 13 beat your armor class? Um, oh, I'm a 12. All right. So 13 just beats it. Um, and just beats it. Yeah. Like uh, like the other cloaked figure did, uh, a bolt of flame shoots out of its sleeve and hits you for two damage. Oh, no. Evelyn. <laughs> up, ah! next, <laughs> and, uh, up next in the order is uh, D. Soraya. Get him, D. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. I position myself between the fallen men and the attackers, right. and I to and I direct poison spray at the person closest to me at the um. Uh, opponent closest to me. All right. We'll say that's uh, the medium one um, who uh, yes. attacked Jess earlier. Um, and uh, what does poison spray do? Poison spray. It says puff of project a puff of noxious gas from your plum. The creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d12 damage. All right. Uh, let me roll constitution. <laughs> Uh, these guys don't have great constitution. Uh, I got a nat one. Um, so oh, no. uh, that, that totally fails. Um, so you uh, emit this uh, poison poof uh, uh, out of what is this? Uh, let's see. I did one damage. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I was taking a drink of water when that happened. Um, okay, um, so uh, you you outstretch your uh, your finger, uh, attempting to emit a, a big poisonous cloud, and instead it, there's just a little, um, and it drifts towards um, this the the medium cloaked figure and hits it for one damage. And up next is Lily. Cuss is still rusty. And uh, uh, Lily says, "Oh." Oh y'all, I thought I haven't seen understudies. We'll we'll make short work of these folk. Um, and uh, she pulls out indescribably from her pocket a longsword and rushes the same uh, medium height 
uh, cloaked figure, the same one that you just attempted to poison uh, Desirea. And she hits and does, oh man, nine points of damage. Um, You see, uh, much like the bolt before uh, from the crossbow, this uh, longsword seems to effortlessly pierce the cloak of uh, this medium-heighted figure. Um, And it, the weirdest thing happens. It doesn't fall over. It doesn't make any noise. It just appears as if whatever corporeal form that was inside of this cloak just suddenly vanishes and the cloak falls to the ground. He's naked! Um, And you've defeated (laughs) the medium one. We're fighting Jedi! (laughs) Up next in the order is the tallest of the three. And it is going to, uh, having seen um, its brethren just murdered so viciously, it's going to extend its arm at Lily and once again you see a bolt uh, emanate from it and uh, it hits Lily for four damage Um, we killed the medium one uh, so back up to the top of the order is Evelyn oh um wait I thought Gregory was first I was about to say I don't think I've ever attacked now oh did you attack oh I missed you in the order we'll throw you in right now I'm sorry (laughs) I was like I've just been sitting there with a broken shoulder yeah he just got hit he's so old. Hey, listen, I never I've done nothing in this entire engagement. I never I never you said got scor- I, you got scorched a little bit. I never said I was a great DM. <laughs> I'm about to say I've just sat here. I'm like, wow, they keep in them. I, I should probably help. It's taking him a while to get his bearings back. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You were you were so knocking aback. A lot of stuff has gone down while I'm just like rested i guess took a nap poor old thing all right my apologies gregory what do you what do you do um i'm gonna do an attack with my dagger because that's all i can do all right um there's a a short one and we've only got one left so i just race at him you got two left there's a a short one and a tall one short one's looking pretty bad off i'm gonna do the tall one i'm gonna go for that one all right so you rush towards i'm brave uh, you rush towards this tall one uh go ahead roll an attack roll yep um, so I got a four plus two, so six. A six. Um, a six, unfortunately, does not hit. So no! uh, you run towards uh, this uh, tall cloak. What, is, what does it look like when Gregory runs? <laughs> you see, when in the moment I do, ha- I have agility, but when I'm like doing day-to-day stuff, it's like <laughs> really a chore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, it's the I, adrenaline. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, when it, the tie adrenaline, I'm good. So I look like I'm flowing like the guy that doesn't need a handrail. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Desiree and Evelyn you see the most bizarre thing uh, Gregory who previously was kind of stumbling and bumbling around suddenly gets this uh, firm determination in his shoulders and sprints towards this cloaked figure who just dives out of the way of his dagger um, as he as uh, Gregory stabs midair and now we are back up to the top of the order with Evelyn I would like to use okay wait can I ask a question absolutely okay thank you I want to use um one of my uh, actions, but instead of hit points, it says 12 decks. Okay. What does that mean? Um, dexterity. Yeah, your dexterity. What does the okay. action do? I want to use my breath weapon. Oh, your your breath weapon. Yes. So you're a dragon. Yeah. Um, and your breath weapon is fire. Um, so... Uh, I, this character who you're attacking would have to beat a 12 dexterity save. Um, Mm. and then if it doesn't, you do two D six of damage to it. Um, you know what? Screw it. Let's go for it. I want to use brass. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. Ah! <laughs> Johnny could only sing one note, and the note he sang was this. Okay, Let's go. <laughs> you you reel back and and emit a lesser known uh, musical theater piece. Um, and what That's I, Rogers I and Hart. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have to save against twelve decks. It felt like I was written by an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, that was which good. one? Which one are you aiming for? Uh, there's the, nah, the, who's the, like, the big one. I want to get the big one. The tall one. All right. Uh, you aim for sure. the tall one. Um, and I yeah. get a two. Um, so the tall under uh, the tall cloaked figure does not dive out of the way as out of your mouth issues. A huge, uh, ah! uh, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> to fire breath. Um, and go ahead. Roll damage for that. Okay. I just got six. Okay. And, and five, so 11. Six and five is 11. Um, but actually, uh, this uh, uh, tall understudy only takes five of your flame breath damage. Um, it certainly mm. knocks it back, but it is still okay. standing. Not what I used to be. <laughs> next, in, <laughs> next in the order is uh, the short cloaked figure who, just having seen you attack, going to point at you, Evelyn, mm. um, and is going to run towards you to try and get closer to you as it extends its arm. And uh, I rolled a 15 to attack. Does that beat your AC? Yeah, it does. I'm a 12. All right. Um, you're going to take three points of fire damage as this firebolt ow, ow, ow. strikes you in the stomach. Ah. Um, and you go reeling back. Look out! My um, diaphragm! <laughs> <laughs> Hold your breath. Don't inhale. Ah. Uh. Sing out, Louise. Up next is Desirea. <laughs> All right. Okay, we got two people left standing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The short one and the tall one. We have not been any use since you've last gone. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So I rub my palms together, and uh, after psyching myself up a little bit, I direct poison spray at the short one. All right. Um, I got to beat a 12 uh, constitution. Is that right? Do I remember that right? Yes. All right. Um, I got a 14. Um, so your, ah. your poison spray uh, emits from your hands and heads towards this cloaked figure, but seems to have no effect on it. And next in the order is Lily. Um, and she says, you know what? I'm done with this. Uh, and you see her uh, take a step back and she uh, reels back in and says, you two understudies are some of the most deplorable people. I think this town would be better out without you, as she uses vicious mockery um, against them, um, which is a, a thing she knows as a bard. And Lily's known for this. <laughs> she is. Um, and she uh, and uh, the two figures have to roll um, wisdom saving throws, and one fails, the short one fails, and so you see this short one kind of like stumble back. It's not like it grabs its ears or anything it just kind of hobbles backwards um and then just like the medium one before it you see uh, uh star wars style the whole cloak just kind of descend as if whatever was inside of it suddenly vanished <gasps> um <laughs> the other one did dodge the vicious mockery and next in the order is that tall understudy who's going to once again attack lily but it misses so just over lily's shoulder this bolt of fire streaks past her and she goes whoa <laughs> um and uh <laughs> Uh, and we're uh, back around. Yeah, I forgot what her voice went. That's what she sounds like, right? Um, and 
<laughs> she's startled, yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, back again, not forgotten this time to Gregory. Oh. All you got left is this tall understudy. Physically, where am I in relation to them? Like, Because I did um, just fail to stab one of them. So. Sure. So you probably <laughs> ran past their line in the alleyway. Um, so you're <laughs> farthest away from uh, your compatriots. Uh, I think this tall one is between you and the three of them, uh, kind of in the middle of this alleyway. So it's facing, uh, its back is toward me right now. Is more its back is say. toward you right now, correct. So I try to race up and stab it in the back numerous times, like real fast. All right. Because um, you're giving a sneak attack, I'll give you uh, advantage to your mm-hmm. attack, which means you get to roll 2d20 and take the higher of those numbers. So good roll an attack roll twice. Oh, cool. All right. All right. So here's the first one. Um, first one is natural 20. All right. Well, we don't need to roll Ooh, the second one. Take that. Um, yeah. And on a on a crit attack roll. Um. So what? How much damage does your dagger normally do? Um. It usually does. Um. Plus four. Plus two. Um. The four dice plus two. Four dice plus two. So I will give you whatever the dice is a time over again. Okay. Um. So I'll give you four plus whatever you roll on the dice plus two because you critted um, that attack roll. All right. And maybe I got the wrong dice. I'm just looking at it now. Uh, whatever. Uh. Four. Four is the pyramid looking one. Yeah, but it's got three numbers on it. I was like, what? <laughs> how does that work? Yeah, I was about to say, how do I find out which one's on top? I think it's three. Uh, whatever is the number is, is on, top? on the pointy bit. Okay, three then. They're all pointy bits. <laughs> Whichever one is face pointing up. Got it, got it. <laughs> so what'd you roll? Yeah, so I got a three. So uh, three plus three. four plus... Three plus four plus one, was it? Um, plus two. That's too much math for me. Um, all right, so we're you, actors! You, <laughs> you, roll, you uh, run up behind this, the tallest of understudies. Your roguelike skills coming into play. It doesn't hear you coming at all. And you watch this almost as if in slow motion. Your dagger <laughs> penetrates the um, fabric uh, right beneath this uh, flamed bird that is emblazoned on the back shoulders of this cloak and it travels through the cloak and you feel no resistance at all in this dagger as it then hops out the other side and you see the point of it and then in your hands the entire cloak just slumps down onto your dagger and whatever is inside of it is suddenly gone yes. and you've defeated all three of these cloaked figures Ooh. Yeah. now that the action's over can I ask a question Yes, we are now out of combat. Can I take this cloak and put it on myself? <laughs> if you if you would like. I put it on myself and say, I'm finally a T-bird. Uh, <laughs> I also have a question. Who in the alley is most injured right now? Um, you so let's do this. Um uh, Disarea, you run over to uh, Mo and Leon, who are uh, still slumped over, having not moved on the ground. And um, go ahead, uh, roll an oh, what should we call that? A medicine check on them. All right, Da-da-da-da-da. I roll a eighteen. All right, with an eighteen, do you want to help out Mo or Leon first? They both are just kind of down, as far as you can tell. None seem to have any like obvious injuries. Let's see. <laughs> Um, I do my best to wake up Mo. All right, so uh, you you touch Mo's shoulder and like he goes ah and starts awake. Um, and goes oh oh my god oh I felt and then uh, Mo rolls over and sees you, Gregory, wearing um the cloak of the understudy in the corner <laughs> of the alley. And Mo gets up so quickly and backs up to the back of the alley and goes ah don't hurt me don't hurt me don't hurt me ah and he like kind of shields his face. Oh oh oh, oh no. Uh, anyone want to do anything? Um, I th- <laughs> what what's wrong? friend 
and uh, and uh, Mo goes, "Listen, I have no more business with you. I'm on the up and up. Listen, I I thought I was done dealing with these with the understudies. I just I just and uh, as he's doing this, uh, 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 Desiree, you also see um, in front of you, Leon. Uh, that's his name, right? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> opens uh, one of his eyeballs and kind of looks at you. Um, and uh, he doesn't seem to be uh, actually damaged at all. And he kind of mumbles out of the side of his mouth and he goes, "Are they gone?" Are they gone? Hmm. Gee, you were a lot of help during all that. Yes, they're gone, coward. Oh. Um, and uh, you, you see, he, you see him, uh, like hop up, uh, straight away, um, and uh, uh, with his like empty briefcase, which now has pages all uh, flown everywhere. Um, and he also sees you, Gregory, and he, um, like starts to startle backwards, um, but then looks a little closer and goes, "Wait a minute, you're, you're." How's that black eye? <laughs> it's very good. It's very, very good. Thank you oh, very much for that. I'm so. Um, we rushed out of here so quickly. It is. It is not like me to not. I must apologize to you, sir. Yes, well, um, you should. I, I, Thanks, Evelyn. I, <laughs> of you. course, of course, ma'am. Um, I, I try not to make it a habit of doorknobbing people, as you can imagine. <laughs> doorknobbing. Um, and uh, uh, Mo. Um, who now sees that uh, Gregory, you are no longer a threat? Yes. Uh, says to Leon, like Leon, we got to get going. Uh, this man, if this, and then uh, he looks at the three of you and says, "Listen, you all may be new to the city of Imperia, but if the understudies cross your paths, you turn and run. Do you hear me? You turn." And run. Can I ask? You've had experience with them before. Please uh, tell me more. Lily chimes in and says, "Oh, oh, of course, y'all. I, I'm surprised. I forgot y'all were so new here. Uh, the understudies. Well, we haven't had to deal with them for quite some time, but they seem to be making a resurgence. They're, uh, you know, a, a, a cult-like group of people who uh, seem to cause mischief to a mus- musical theater type folk. Um, you never know when they're going to pop up, but uh, apparently, up they've popped." Um, and Mo says, ah, see, you've got an expert in your midst. Uh, Miss Lita Nander's uh, 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 family has a long running history with the understudies, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, me and my partner here must be get going. Leon, pick up pick up the papers. Leon, Leon. And uh, Leon's like, oh, 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 it was just, yes, sir, sorry. I, tr- um, and I starts, try to block their path. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, you, let's, will you do uh, an intimidation check? <laughs> All right. Oh, oh this is uh, something here. <laughs> You don't want to be intimidated by Desiree. Get him D. Eleven. That's right. An eleven. Um, with with an eleven, you kind of step on one of the papers that uh, Leon is trying to uh, frantically pick up and stuff back in his um his briefcase. Um, do do you say anything to him or? You know something, and you just said that you had business with them before. I want to know everything. And uh, uh, Mo uh, gently walks over to you and uh, leans down and uh, also puts his hand on Leon's hand, who's trying to like pull these things off, and says, Listen, everyone knows who the understudies are. If you've been in theater and you haven't run into the understudies yet, it's only a matter of time. They run this town. Well, they used to run this town. We've been working hard to knock them out, get them out, keep everything on the up and up. But for whatever reason, they seem to have a vengeance dead set against doing magical theater. Why anyone wouldn't like magical theater? I don't know. Do you know, Leon? No, I don't know, sir. See, he doesn't know anything. If they show up, they can cause you great mischief. So again, I reiterate my advice, which you clearly need to know because you decided to fight these very dangerous individuals. 
if you encounter these understudies in the future, you turn tail and run. Can we have our paperback now, please? I look away as if I know more than I'm letting on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know. It seems to me it would be more difficult to achieve understudy status than it would be to be the star. And even then they get none of the acclaim. <laughs> Listen, no one knows how they got their names or what's going on here. We have a very important meeting to get to. I'm searching for a theater. It's a big deal. We've got stars lined up for my show. I'm sure you heard of it, dear Elvin Hansen. It's going to be big, big, I say big. But we've got to get going. May we have our paperback, please, and be on our way, as we've already had a great to-do today. I don't trust him, Desiree. And I st- I put put my hand on Leon's shoulder and I say, wait one minute, sir. Oh, Gregory. I'd like to get on the ground floor of of this dear Elvish Hansen. I, I, I am a man who has done business in many types of sales and I and I think this could be big. So what can I do to get on the ground floor of it? Uh, you see Leon uh, finally yank this piece of paper uh, out from under Desiree's foot. Um, and he stands up uh, and reaches into his pocket and on the torn piece of paper says, uh, 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 yes, sir. Uh, uh, Gray- Gregory, it was right. I think I overheard that before. I'll write that down here. Gregory. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we'll we'll, uh, we'll, Get it right. we'll we'll be in touch. I will. I will keep you uh, on <laughs> our list. Um, and with that, he kind of I grip his shoulder even harder and, and say, he goes, oh, we are three magical theater folks and we are might not be in our prime, but we are always looking for places to be of use. Oh, that's good. Can I write that down? Mm. Um, and uh, will you... Roll? I like him. He reminds me of my ninth husband or possibly my sixth wife. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I loved Karen. Gregory, Greg, Gregory, will you roll a persuasion check for me um, against oh, yeah. uh, Leon? What dice do I need? I'm sorry. Is that a 20? Uh, D20 plus your persuasion modifier. Fire plus one. So I got 16. 16. With a 16, um, you see both Mo and Leon kind of look at each other, and then they look back at you and nod and says, we'll we'll be in touch. We're, we're pursuing an audition location in the Latona Phone Theater. Um, uh, did the three of you want to make the list? Very much so. Certainly. I'm not already on the list. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, uh, three down on the list. Miss Liedernander, the, we can find these three at the, the Patink Inn, I can imagine, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, we put up all our uh, uh, perspectives there. Um, and Mo, Mo says, well, then uh, we'll um, come find you there and uh, let you know more about our auditions. Uh, Leon, we must be gone. Um, and with that, the two. I smile uh, at them and release his shoulder. <laughs> Um, and with that, the two of them uh, turn heels and uh, uh, walk away. And uh, you're left. Um, and Lily says, oh, oh, man, y'all, that was more more than I expected uh, us to have to do here. Um, uh, do y'all feel uh, up to heading off to uh, Tim Taylor's Taylor's and Trinkets still today? Uh, uh, your first day is tomorrow, and it would be nice if you could uh, get fitted for your uniforms. Yes, yes, I, am v- I would very much like that. Yes. I remember the days when I was here, and Tim Taylor was just the local tool man, and things have changed quite a bit. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I was born ready! <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, all right, y'all. Um, uh, uh, you just head uh, back out the alleyway and you turn left and you'll find uh, Tim Taylor's shop uh, just uh, down the block. Um, uh, I'm going to uh, go get out of here. We got a big, big day. Big day tomorrow. Opening night. It's going to be great. Hello, Dragotha. <laughs> going to take, take mm-hmm. uh, Imperia by storm. And uh, with that, she uh, also skips off um, in the same direction as Mo and Leon, which is not the direction she pointed you in. 
What, well, <laughs> let, let us go in the direction she pointed us in. Are, are, would you guys mind me walking with you? Um, I It's been a while. Of course. Let's all go together. Sure. Let's link arms and skip down the alley. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're young. I do not skip. <laughs> saunter? Um, I don't think I could skip at this moment in time. Let's saunter. Let's saunter down the alley. I will hobble. Sauntering is acceptable. I do take Evelyn's arm, but I do limp, and she is very obviously <laughs> holding me up at this point. Uh, uh, <laughs> Evelyn, Evelyn does that thing where she links arms with the two of you on either side, and she starts to skip, but uh, both of you kind of reluctantly uh, pull back on her arm with every skip she does. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna, uh, could everyone roll a perception check for me? Oh, oh sure. Let's see. 18. Oh, natural 20. Natural 20. 20, so. Nat 20, you pass. I just got 19. All right. Uh, I think you all see this, um, but Desiree, you more than most. Um, uh, <laughs> Leon lost uh, a, a couple pieces of paper in the scuffle that have been fluttering around, and there's these two cloaks, um, not including the one that Grey Gary's wearing right now um, as he walks through the city. <laughs> he looks sharp. He looks um, sharp. Wearing, wearing, wearing the cloak of a cult. Um, and there, you know, there's some trash in the alley. Um, but you see uh, something glinting uh desiree just in the in the gutter of this alleyway all right i go over and examine it all right um you see this thing uh it looks like a a very very small lighter like a zippo lighter and you pick it up where are the t-birds and it's it's kind of uh covered in mud and um you know water it's a dirty alleyway but you you wipe off the mud a little bit and uh you the other two evelyn and gregor you're leaning in and you're looking at this thing too because it seems there's certainly something weird about it or magical about it but you flip it around and it has this ornate engraving on the back of it and in the middle of this ornate engraving are three letters and those letters are r p w r p w PW. Is that ringing any bells? Uh, I don't know what that means. Mm, no. Can, can I? Can I roll? Yeah. Can we roll to see if that uh, sounds familiar to any of us? <laughs> sure. Rings uh, the bell. Uh, Jess, you ask first. Gregory, why don't you roll a, a, a history check? Okay. Um, twelve plus two, so fourteen. Fourteen. Um, you you scan back through your mind and you're there's rpw you know some rps and you know some pws but you don't know any rpws all right then I- let's see if i can come up with anything else <laughs> all right uh desiree okay seven eleven so probably not much else seven <laughs> eleven uh yep the L- letter r is a letter and so is p and w you're pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> what about evelyn well i'm glad to know okay. that let me see what i got <laughs> now i'm gonna fail i have five a five. Uh, this is, you know, Evelyn, this sure is a lighter. <laughs> I only remember the important things. My favorite part about this is I'm imagining her eating like out of her purse or something. Uh, like yeah. as she's looking and thinking that is a lighter. That's a lighter. <laughs> um, so uh, does someone, anyone want to pocket the lighter or anything? I'll pocket it in my cloak. All right. Uh, you pocket your lighter, uh, that lighter in uh, uh, the cloak that you're wearing. Um, and the three of you uh, jollyly uh, skip down the alleyway. Um, and uh, just as you turn the corner to head down towards um, Tim Taylor's tailor and trinket shop, from behind you, out of the shadows in a place, in a corner that you didn't even notice, uh, steps another figure mm. um, who just is wearing the same cloak that you happen to be wearing right now. One of those oh, maroon no. cloaks. Oh, no. Um, turn around and run, everybody. Uh, with a, <laughs> a red and orange bird emblazoned along the back. You don't notice this figure um, as they walk over to the now two downed and somewhat ripped cloak standing or uh, uh, slumped in the middle of the alleyway and they reach down 
pick them up, uh, shove them inside of their cloak, and then this figure vanishes into the air. Oh, oh. Dun, dun, dun. That's a lot to absorb. (laughs) (laughs) Remember how you made it here, a game of truth or dare. You rolled the dice with confidence, now the fortunes we can share. The finish line is drawing near. Just keep your eye on the prize. A new star is calling you. Why don't you try it on the side? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Gapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs>